When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast on ESPN Radio. Oh, it was not one play. But it's one moment after the next moment after the next moment, unfortunately, for the Buffalo Bills fans as they lose yesterday to the Kansas City Chiefs. They're unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. That was a hot ticket yesterday, even for Taylor Swift. Hot ticket brought to you by Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN. Get great deals on the hottest tickets. Experience it live with Vivid Seats. I couldn't get enough of Jason Kelsey yesterday, too, by the way. He was I mean, he gave us a lot of himself, by the way. I mean, just just bearing it off. Oh, don't worry. I have it all in small things. Yeah, yeah, the road soda. He had the shirt off. Loving Jason Kelsey. The fact that Jason Kelsey, whose brother's obviously Travis Kelsey, the, 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 the enemy of Bills fans, the fact that he would actually go out and tailgate with Bills Mafia, I mean, that is truly a man of the people. How awesome. Like, they were cutting to the box, and I guess because Taylor Swift is up there. But I was just hoping, like, just show more of Jason Kelsey in that moment. Like, I know everybody's there for Taylor. People want to see Taylor Swift. But Jason Kelsey is awesome. I hope that we get a lot more of him partying like that in Ravens Chiefs. That's what I want. It's like a dedicated Jason Kelsey party cam. Yeah. Absolutely. We're I want showing the pre- it on I want ESPN the pregame, you know. too. Oh, yeah. I, I wanna, want the pregame. I, like just party wanna, cam. I want the pregame, too. A Jason Kelsey party cam. Somebody sponsor it. Just follow him around. I want to be able, like the Manning cast, I want to just be able to check in with Jason Kelsey whenever I want to. Yeah. How many beers has he had? Is the shirt on? I just so want to be able like to So almost like a window on. in the window in the broadcast, right? Yeah. Picture in a picture. Yeah. Like, have, like, the game going on, and then you got the Jason Kelsey part in a little small square at the bottom of the screen. Absolutely. Just like Absolutely. we have the Manning cast or the mega cast yeah. in a big game. I I want to be able to check in with Jason. Yeah, Kelsey. and I need it during the pregame show too. Because yeah. like the hour leading into the game is I want prime tailgate time. I need that too. I love it. I need that. Just to confirm, was that a bowling ball he was drinking out of? Is that what he drank? I don't out think of? it was an actual bowling ball, but it was shaped like a bowling okay. ball. Okay, because it looked like he was. I don't think it was as of big a as a bowling ball. ball. Some a, sort of a. Is it a I'm, bowling ball? I, it looks like it's something. It's unique to Bill's Mafia, though. I've never seen it. Uh, Nuno, Javante, like uh, please do some research on this. See if Stats and Info has this. Uh, drinking out of bowling balls yesterday. Uh, yet again, same result. Same result. Chiefs beat the Bills. Sure, you could say it's because of a missed field goal at the end. I mean, if you want to go there, you can do that. Uh, 27-24, six straight appearance in the AFC Championship game for the Kansas City Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes is a starter in this league, has started six seasons. He's been to the AFC Championship game and some. All six of those seasons. <laughs> and at some point, you got to look at this and you've got to just wonder, 
What can the Bills do to fix this? Because a lot of people, those that would support Josh Allen, will say, and the Bills, hey, they played a great game yesterday. It was just a missed field goal. Well, they did change a little bit in the fourth quarter, throwing the ball deeper more than they did in the first three quarters when they had a lead, by the way, during the course of the game. They did utilize their tight ends and running backs out of the backfield extremely well. Josh Allen was phenomenal running the football. Willie Gay, the spy for the Kansas City Chiefs, injured out of the game, so they took advantage of that. They also had James Cook running the ball. At one point, Tony Romo, during the broadcast on CBS yesterday, said this is why they can win the Super Bowl after a big run from Cook. Yet, for some reason, late in this game, and I understand that there were drops, I get that, they went away from what got them there in the first three quarters. So is it coaching? Is it quarterback play? Is it bad luck? Is it drop passes? Is it all of the above? We have seen this long enough now for five years straight where something's got to give. They fired a defensive coordinator, Leslie Frazier, last year. They fired an offensive coordinator in Ken Dorsey this year. Something has to change here because all of those people out there that want to put Brady Manning in the Mahomes-Allen conversation, it's crazy. Josh Allen is a great talent that has never been to a Super Bowl and never won an MVP. And Josh Allen's career looks more similar to that of Phillip Rivers than it does Peyton Manning. Yeah, he's not a Tier 1 quarterback. He's not Pat Mahomes, obviously, but he's not Lamar Jackson and Joe Burrow either. Joe Burrow's played in the Super Bowl. He's actually beat Pat Mahomes in Arrowhead in the conference championship game. And Lamar Jackson is weeks away from winning his second MVP. And the first one was unanimous. The only quarterbacks to have unanimous MVPs, Tom Brady, Lamar Jackson, that's the list. So he's not in that class of quarterback, and it showed yesterday because in a game where you got it all working for you, going up against a Chiefs team that has been the most vulnerable since Pat Mahomes took over as a starting quarterback, you lost the damn game. Think about this. Statistically, this is the worst season Pat Mahomes has ever had. The worst. Worst passer rating he's ever had. And yet it's a better season, or it will be a better season, than Josh Allen's best season. Why are we comparing Josh Allen to Pat Mahomes, Smalls? I don't understand it. I know Josh Allen played a great game, but at the end there, he had opportunities and he missed them. He even blamed himself after the game. I went through the article to find the quote. Um, So the final drive when they were stalled at the Chiefs 26 and he had those two incompletions and he was flushed out of the pocket on that last play. He said about the, the field goal. I wish he wouldn't have been put in that situation. You win as a team, you lose as a team. He basically went on to say that the kicker shouldn't have even been put in that position because he had an opportunity to make it different. So he's putting blame on himself. And I know that everyone wants to rush to defend him today, but he did play a part in why the Bills lost the game. The Bills losing to the Chiefs yet again and not advancing to a Super Bowl. If the Dallas Cowboys would have advanced to play the San Francisco 49ers and they would have lost to the 49ers again, we would have torched them for the result being the same. Yet it feels today like everyone wants to defend Josh Allen and defend the Bills when it feels more like the Bills lost the game rather than the Chiefs winning the game. And that's the crazy part because it's not like the Chiefs were near flawless. Like they made plenty of mistakes in the fourth quarter. That's the part I don't get. Like Andy Reid deciding to give the ball to McCall Harmon on the goal line on a jet sweep which ends up resulting in a touchback and the Bills getting the ball back, that's an absolutely horrendous call. And then, for whatever reason, after you force a three and out, right after that sequence, you decide to throw four straight passing plays, and you only take up, what, not even 30 seconds a game clock? That's inexcusable. Like, why are you doing that? You got a three-point lead in the fourth quarter on the road. Run the damn ball. Isaiah Pacheco and Clyde Edwards-Alaire were having their way. 
Why would you ask Pat Mahomes to throw the ball four straight times? You got bailed out on a horrific pass interference call on Dorian Williams. Call shouldn't have been made. It wasn't DPI. I mean, Rishi Rice got hit, but that was before Pat Mahomes released the ball. So that 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 call should not have happened, but it did. But why are you throwing the ball three straight times after that? It made no sense. And then on that next drive, the, the Buffalo Bills are milking clock. Josh Allen decides to put on a cape and try to play hero ball. He actually fumbles the ball. Chris Jones forces a fumble. And Shamari Connor, for the life of me, won't dive on the ball. He decides to pull off a scoop and score, and Buffalo is able to wrangle it back. Like, don't think about that. You're talking about a possession for each team in that kind of swing. Within that, all of those opportunities for the Chiefs to seal the game came up, and they couldn't seize any of them. They left the door wide open for Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills, and the Bills couldn't capitalize. They were the favorite. They were at home. Their offense was rolling. They had 39 rushes for over 180 yards. Think about that. We keep talking about, all oh, the Bills don't give Josh Allen any help. They don't have a running game. They had a running game yesterday. They had a run. David Edwards, the offensive lineman, came in as an extra offensive lineman and gave them a running game. They were mauling the front seven for the Kansas City Chiefs. Willie Gay, the spy for Josh Allen in the first half, got knocked out of the game. You got it all working for you. And you couldn't come up with the plays at the end. Stop making excuses for Josh Allen. He's a good, not great quarterback that does not belong in the class with Pat Mahomes. He just doesn't. And we've seen it time and time again in the postseason. Three times they've matched up in the playoffs, three times Pat Mahomes has won. At some point, we just got to acknowledge it is what it is. I don't know why we continue to do it, though. You know, and it's like, listen, I understand that we're coming off as Bills haters and Josh Allen haters. I'll say something nice about the Bills. Dalton Kincaid, very smart plays in the fumbles twice. There's something smart. When they screwed up, Dalton Kincaid, their tight end, saved them. But I don't understand why we look at the Bills and have a different approach towards them as we do other teams. I I don't get it. Maybe it's because the fan base is likable and that they're wild and they're fun and they're committed and they're good people and all this kind of stuff. But, like, people wanted Mike Tomlin fired. Mike Tomlin. People wanted McCarthy and Dak done. And I'm not saying that they're wrong to think that way, but people wanted it. Nick Sirianni, it's a story that he's most likely coming back in Philadelphia. They went to the Super Bowl. Last year. Yeah. They went to this. Bill Belichick just got fired. And people, CC Smalls, many others out there, all thought, hey, this is the right move. The organization has to go in that direction. Why are the Bills, who have been to one AFC title game with Josh Allen and Sean McDermott, have not been to a Super Bowl, and have not had an MVP for Josh Allen, why are they Teflon? Lamar Jackson gets critiqued say that. all the time, and he's about to win his second MVP, and he's in the AFC Championship game. Jared Goff is not considered a big-time quarterback, yet he's taken his second team to the NFC Championship, or he's the quarterback of his second team. He went to NFC. a Super Bowl. Right, went to a Super Bowl. I, I'm not saying that I want all of these people put down, but why is Josh Allen considered the greatest quarterback we've seen, and it's just bad luck. Like, why aren't we factually saying this is one of the most talented guys around? And the moment you use the word talent, it's coded language for you have nothing on your resume in comparison to your alleged peers. Because that's the reality of this. We are alleging that his peers are Patrick Mahomes. No, they're not. We're alleging his peers Lamar Jackson. No, he's not. Joe Burrow. No, it's Dak Prescott is your peer. And that's not an insult. Dak Prescott's a hell of a football player. 
Dak Prescott has never gotten over the hump the way that Josh Allen has never gotten over the hump. Hopefully for these guys, one day maybe they do, but I don't know why we equate Josh Allen with the people we equate him to with and constantly defend him in a way we don't do with other people. Makes no sense to me, and I don't know the reason why. I, I have no reason. I, I, I don't understand the rationale. I, I guess it's confirmation bias because of what it looks like, because of the physical abilities. We get enamored with that, and all of a sudden we want to assign a certain level of success with that that he just hasn't had individually or as a team. That's the part that doesn't make sense to me, and I'm just thinking about comparing Josh Allen to quarterbacks mm-hmm. in style of play, stylistically what it looks like. I want to compare him to Cam Newton. But I also, but I all will also remember that Cam Newton in his fifth season won an MVP and took a team to the Super Bowl. Right, like that happened without a thousand yard receiver. By the way, Cam Newton actually did that. Like that, that, that's not Josh. Those aren't Josh Allen's cards, and yet he's accomplished less. And yet people continue to make more excuses for. Him. Remember how we criticized Cam Newton? Before he was able to go on a Super Bowl run and win, remember how people gave even him even after the Super Bowl, even remember? after that, the effort on the fumble. But we we don't criticize Josh Allen in that way, and he hasn't had a modicum of the success that Cam has had. So I just that's the part that is absolutely wild to me, just the bias, the prejudices that we absolutely have when watching the game of football. But I mean, it's clear that Josh Allen is not a tier one quarterback. He's a tier two guy with Jalen Hurts and Dak Prescott and Trevor Lawrence and Jared Goff. And that's the class of quarterbacks that Josh Allen belongs in. But when we say that, people say, oh, what are you talking about? The physical ability. We keep talking about ability. We don't talk about how that leads to the team having success in the postseason because there is none to speak of. And don't give me the playoff wins thing. I'm not impressed with him beating Phillip Rivers, Mac Jones, Skyler Thompson, and, and, and freaking Mason Rudolph. I'm not impressed. The Colts, Phillip Rivers. The Colts, Phillip Rivers. Right, not the Chargers, Phillip right. Rivers. No, no. I'm the, a, the worst. For yeah, I'm not, I'm not impressed with those playoff wins. I'm sorry. And his, the playoff win I wanted to be impressed with would have been the one yesterday when you got Pat Mahomes coming into your building. You didn't win. That's the one. Everyone said, okay, well, fine. Get him at home, finally. You got him at home and you lost. There is a solution to all of this. We'll tell everybody what it is coming up. We're on Sportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. 
See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Amazing that in some ways today, Kansas City actually takes the back seat to Buffalo with their win, but they do. We're going to have a lot of time for Kansas City during the course of the week, but Buffalo and Josh Allen and the fan base is clearly the huge story today. We are on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, ESPNU, along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. So Buffalo, something needs to give, right? They can't keep running this back this way and expect a different result. Guys, there's a clear-cut solution here, and I apologize to Sean McDermott. I'm not trying to get you fired. I think you should be hired the moment they make this move, if they do, by the Carolina Panthers, where you used to be. You'll add credibility and discipline to that franchise that desperately needs it. But the Buffalo Bills and Bill Belichick make too much sense. Jeremy Fowler, ESPN NFL reporter, said Belichick is looking for an underachieving team that he could help win with. Check. A potential franchise quarterback. Check. A team that has never won a Super Bowl. Check. Spite towards New England, check. Ability to get the record within two years, check. An immediate Super Bowl contender, check. This makes all the sense in the world, and there's no way yesterday that Belichick is going to go for a fake punt in that spot. And I have said, you guys know all year long, I think Josh Allen needs a boss and not a peer. Bill Belichick will be his boss. This is the move that has to happen, and I believe a thousand percent they win that game yesterday if Belichick is the head coach. They stick to their discipline with their game plan, and they would have a legit shot to win the Super Bowl if Bill Belichick partnered with Josh Allen. Uh, listen, I, I'm not saying you're wrong. I just know that's not going to happen. And I guess you're suggesting that we keep the same kind of energy for the Bills that we have for the Dallas Cowboys because it was a disappointing earlier-than-expected exit from the postseason. I get all of that. But I'm just thinking about how we have to live in a world where the coaching staff – has to be so meticulous in managing Josh Allen. Think about that. I mean, since the bye week, which was week 13, when they've gone on this six-game win streak, we've been talking about it. Less Josh Allen is more. Limit him to 30 pass attempts or less. That is the formula for success. Nobody had more rush attempts. Nobody had more rushing first downs than the Buffalo Bills since their bye week. Like, that. that is the fact that Joe Brady has had – a concerted effort in focusing on maximizing the run game, having Josh Allen be a part of it, and limiting the opportunities for him to have turnover-worthy plays. And yet and still, he's had one in the final drive. The Kansas City Chiefs just didn't dive on the fumble that he put on the turf. But I guess my whole point is, with all of the other great quarterbacks, we don't talk about the coaching staff having to manage them. We don't talk about Zach Taylor managing Joe Burrow. We don't talk about Andy Reid managing Pat Mahomes. We don't talk about John Harbaugh managing Lamar Jackson. There's a reason why we don't talk about it. Mm -hmm. Because those guys don't need managing. So why do we want to put Josh Allen in that tier? So there's that one part. And if that's the case, based on what we've seen, the sample size we've got, if you do have to manage the quarterback amongst other things, why would you not bring in one of the best game managers that we've ever seen in Bill Belichick? I guess that's what Evan's point is, and he's not wrong. I guess what I'm doing is dovetailing that off into why does Josh Allen need to have that kind of coach if he is as great as everybody says he is? Well, I think great players still need great coaches. I'm not saying great players don't need great coaches, but I I don't understand why we feel like Josh Allen needs that great coach 
to get him to break through in terms of the individual success and also in terms of the playoff success. That's the part that don't math to me. If he's that great, why does he need to have the greatest head coach of all time in order to make it happen for him? Like The reason why we talked about Bill Belichick making sense for the Dallas Cowboys is because you've got a good quarterback – we don't know if he's a Hall of Fame quarterback, and you need a head coach that can be the difference in those games that are closely contested when you have talent being equal on both sides. That's what you needed Bill Belichick in Dallas for. That's what you're saying you need Bill Belichick in Buffalo for. That, that to me is, is that to me in essence is case in point on why Josh Allen is not a tier one quarterback. This this is a difficult show because Josh Allen played a really good game. No doubt. Were there a couple moments that he would like back? Of course. If the kick is made, we're having a completely different conversation about, Maybe. about Josh Allen. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe, because Mahomes still got the ball back with timeouts and a Maybe. minute to go. Maybe. Maybe. If they won the game, let's say they, they make the field goal, Mahomes doesn't come back and win the game, the Bills win. We mm-hmm. are having a different conversation about Josh Allen based on the game. My question is this. Does he really need different coaching? Or is it just that Patrick Mahomes is so great? That the Chiefs are so great and he just can't break past them because they are Brady. They are Belichick. They are the Patriots dynasty. And they are a tough out. Even in their worst season in years, they find a way to go on the road in Buffalo, no less, and win this game. I'm glad you brought up that angle. During the Brady era in New England, Mark Sanchez and the Jets went to two AFC title games. Yep. During the Brady era in New England. And they beat and they beat the, and they Patriots. Beat the Patriots. Yeah. Uh, ben Roethlisberger played in Super Bowls. Peyton Manning played in Super Bowls, all out of the AFC. When Tiger Woods was at his peak level of dominance, Phil Mickelson still won a couple of majors later in his career. Venus and Serena won most Grand Slams, but not all. Okay? The point that I'm making here is that every great era in history in sports dominance at times has seen someone else pop up for a year or two. During the dominance of Patrick Mahomes going to six straight AFC championship games, Joe Burrow took a team to the Super Bowl. Never at any point has it been Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills that were the blip on the radar, right? If you're going to look at it and say it's always going to be Mahomes and Andy Reid and they're going to dominate forever, and they have. Yeah. There have been other teams during – Brady and Belichick beat them in the championship game years ago. Burrow beat them in a championship game. The 8-2, and two, you know, for them in terms of the postseason was – or, you know, Brady beat them in a Super Bowl. Like, there are other examples here that I will look at and say it's never Josh Allen and the Bills. And Brady is a great example. I mean, even the dominance that you talked about with them going to eight straight conference championship games, you do realize that the Baltimore Ravens, quarterback by Joe Flacco, beat the New England Patriots with Tom Brady in 2012 on their way to winning the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Joe Flacco! <laughs> like, what, why, why, uh, what, what we're saying is, why can't that be Josh Allen? Why, why can't it be? You're a more talented player from a physical standpoint. You have a better team around you than Joe Flacco did. Joe Flacco had the 17th-ranked defense that he was bringing to the party in that season, and they won a Super Bowl. Joe Flacco got on a heater, 11 touchdowns to no interceptions in that postseason, and voila, they won a championship. Now, Josh was phenomenal. I mean, the touchdown throw that he had to Khalil Shakir in the corner of the end zone end of the third quarter, that is an outstanding play. I mean, he I mean, he threw that football into a window the size of a basketball hoop. That's how good it was. And it was on third down. So it was a phenomenal play. I'm not saying that he didn't make great plays throughout that game. 
But when they needed him to make plays down the stretch, when they got the ball in plus in, in plus territory right there on the doorstep of it, you didn't take the layups that were there to be had. You didn't throw it to Stephon Diggs on the over route on second down. You tried to throw it to Khalil Shakir, ends up being incomplete. You, on third down, you tried to throw it into the end zone where you had Dalton Kincaid right there at the marker. He would have been able to catch and run for a first down. Like, there were plays to be made that were simple throws. All you got to do is go out there and execute. Joe Brady did his job. The offensive line did his job. The receivers did their jobs. You just didn't do your job. And you had to rely on your field goal kicker to tie the game up. It didn't have to come to that play. It didn't, and yet it did. And that's the problem with Josh Allen. In the moments where the game is there to be had, he does not make the plays to seize control of the game like other quarterbacks in the league do. Coming up, we'll get more of your calls in at 888-SAY-ESPN on the game of the weekend, obviously, with Kansas City and Buffalo. But we also have all the small things next on Sportsmanlike ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It is time for all the small things here on Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. I'm Michelle Smallman alongside Super Bowl champion Chris Canty and Evan Cohen. And we're going to talk about some of the other storylines that popped up in the NFL playoffs over the weekend. And first things first, we've been talking about the Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills basically all morning long. We've been talking about Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. We have not given enough love to the star of the show last night, and that is Jason Kelsey. Now that the Eagles are done, his his season is over, his career may be over, our guy is really stepping into the spotlight. We saw it yesterday first with him parting it up at the tails, tailgate with Bill's Mafia. He's shirtless, hanging out in the suite, screaming into the night sky and Buffalo slamming beers as his brother, Travis Kelsey, scores a touchdown. One of my favorite things is that he hopped out of the suite and was actually in the stands partying with Bill's fans. He's high-fiving them. He's drinking the beers. I absolutely love this too, guys. He went into the crowd, saw a little girl that had a sign for Taylor Swift, and he carried her up to the suite so that she could meet Taylor Swift. He kind of looks like the comedian Burt Kreischer. You know, who always takes his shirt off when he's doing all of his stand. That's what he looked like yesterday with the beautiful hairy chest and the belly. Oh, it's just beautiful. Beautiful. I wish I looked that good. (laughs) Wow, I don't know what go with that, uh, that reference. But here's what I'll say about this. Jason Kelsey, I mean, you came for Taylor Swift and you stayed for Jason Kelsey, right? The casual fans, people that aren't football diehards, they came for Taylor Swift and they stayed for Jason Kelsey. How could you not love this guy? I mean, he's got one of the best beards in the game. Well, in terms of being able to party, he just looks like a guy that you want to hang out with. He's a great guy to just watch a football game 
with. It's awesome having him on the broadcast. Didn't get tired of him. Like, it wasn't too much. It was the right amount. But it was awesome having him there in that moment and then watching him celebrate as his brother puts in work on the field. So I have a theory, you guys, that I want to run by you. The Kardashians have been American royalty. Some people hate them, but they've been, you know, the family that we pay attention to. The Kelseys are America's royalty. They are the new royal family here in America. Travis is dating the biggest global superstar that there is. And by the way, he's a Hall of Famer. He's excellent in his own right. Jason Kelsey, same thing. Hall of Fame type player. And how do you not love this guy? Don't you just want to have cameras follow them around at all times so that I can see how many beers he's drinking, who he's partying with? Is he wearing flip-flops in Buffalo? Like, I just love them so much and if we have a reality show based around a family I want it to be that one so if the Kelsey's had a reality show excuse me it would include Taylor Swift and Patrick Mahomes right yes is that a million an episode they would get are they are they that popular we think if Taylor Swift's on it I would think it probably wouldn't be enough money more than a million an episode (laughs) no I'm just saying you could give them a million an episode and it would be money well spent yeah because they're that popular yeah Taylor would command more than a mil per episode come on Uh, it's technically not her show True. She is as a part of the supporting cast. Yeah, very, yeah. very good. There you go. Okay, so we want to give a shout out to, to Javante Lawrence's Detroit Lions. Detroit! <laughs> so thrilled for the fans of Detroit in the 3 one advancing to the NFC Championship game. And I want to present you guys with this little nugget. With the Lions win, breaking the drought, they hadn't been to the conference championship game in 31 years Mm -hmm. since 91 with this win the cowboys 28 seasons and the commanders 32 seasons now have the two longest droughts of not making the nfc championship game how do you hear that if you're jerry jones and say yep staying the course with mike mccarthy was the right decision how do you hear that and think you're doing the right thing like you are in the company of the commanders and the that's it like, it's nobody else. Like, the Lions were there, but it's not. It's you and the Commanders. And think about the, the dysfunction the that was. The longest conference championship drops in the NFL right now. You and the Commanders. You and the Commanders. That, that's where you're at. I mean, the Commanders have were a hot mess for a long time under Dan Snyder. Hopefully, they're they're turning the page with new ownership. Yep. And during this stretch, the Lions went 0-16. And they still found a way to get there before the Dallas Cowboys. But maybe because they went 0-16. Maybe they haven't actually bottomed out enough, as crazy as that sounds. Because McCarthy is going to keep you competitive enough to not replenish by way of draft. But again, I'm fine if, if people want to be hard on McCarthy here and critique him. Why does Sean McDermott and Josh Allen get the pass then for doing basically the same things that the Cowboys have done for all this time? Just saying. Just saying, Smalls. Maybe. But the Lions did bottom out, and they found their way out of it. Yep. And Dan Campbell was the guy that mm-hmm. turned the page in Detroit. And today I wanted to give some love to Dan Campbell because when he had his introductory press conference, people ripped him apart. They thought that he was performative. They thought he was a meathead. They were like, this guy, this is the guy that they gave the head coaching job to in Detroit. And he has been the single reason why they are here. He changed the culture. He made them believe in themselves. They're playing like a team. He has extracted the best out of the Detroit lines. So today I wanted to play a little bit of his introductory press conference and and go back in time and remember what it was like when Dan Campbell was introduced as the head coach of the Detroit Lions. So this team's going to be built on, uh, we're going to kick you in the teeth, all right, and and when you punch us back, we're going to smile at you, and when you knock us down, we're going to get up, and on the way up, we're going to bite a kneecap off, all right, and we're going to stand up, and then it's going to take two more shots to knock us down, all right, and on the way up, we're going to take your other kneecap, 
and we're going to get up, and then it's going to take three shots to get us down. And when we do, we're going to take another hunk out of you. Before before long, we're going to be the last one standing. All right? That's going to be the mentality. He was right. And don't, you don't have to say people were ripping him. I, I did. I did. I thought I didn't realize he was playing into the character. He's not dumb by any stretch of the imagination. He was playing into, I want everyone to think I'm a meathead and underestimate me, and I'm going to swoop in and just kick your butt, which is what he's done. And his players believe in him. They've done a hell of a job. The Jared Goff trade, and for Matthew Stafford, is one of the great two-way trades we've ever seen in the history of the sport. It has worked so unbelievably well for both parties. And kudos to the Lions. Well, I think the reason why the golf trade works and why the Lions have been able to turn the page is because this team embodies everything Dan was as a player. This was a guy that was a former teammate of mine with the Dallas Cowboys. Funny story is the first fight I've ever had in the NFL was with Dan Campbell. Okay, give and us that and, story. And, and, and let me just tell you like this. As a defensive lineman, fighting against a tight end is supposed to be an easy win. No, it ain't. Not with Dan Campbell. And that's the kind of rugged, tough dude that you're talking about. So when he's talking about taking a piece of you every time you match up and when you knock him down, he's going to get back up, that's who he was as a football player. Mm -hmm. That's how he was able to have the long career that he had. And that's why it's easy for him to sell his guys on that being their pathway to success. You ain't going to always out-talent people in the NFL. It's the NFL. It's the best of the best. But I will tell you this, toughness is a skill that can be developed – Toughness is a skill that will give you dividends this time of year. And if you're the more physical team, if you are the tougher team, both mentally, physically, and emotionally, you are going to put yourself in a good position. And that is who the Detroit Lions are. And that's why I think Detroit is a live dog going out to San Francisco this week. By no means, by no stretch of the imagination, do they do they have no chance going up against Brock Purdy and the 49ers. It's because of what this team is. Their, their mantra has been all grit. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly how they play. I think we need a slight bit more detail on the fight with Dan Campbell. Do you remember what caused it? And did you guys? Leave I don't remember it? what caused the fight, but I mean, Dan was trying to block me. I didn't want to be blocked, and there's a fight that happens. And did you both end up respecting each other more as a result of it? There's no question. <laughs> like, there's it's no like, question. oh, okay. There's All no right, question. we're good now. Yeah. 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 I wasn't familiar with that part of your game, but now I am. Oh, yeah. I mean, you don't <laughs> hang around over a decade in the NFL without getting into some fights. And being on the winning side of said fights. Yeah, absolutely. Unless it's Larry Allen, who you refuse to. Or Dan Campbell. Oh, Dan Campbell's on the Larry Allen list? Like, you wouldn't fight him again? Dan Campbell is not, no. No, why? why? Listen, I didn't want no more Dan. I'm pretty sure he didn't want no more me, and that's how that story ended. But again, the point is that Dan Campbell is not somebody to be messed with as a player and apparently as a head coach. He's going to bite a kneecap. He'll find a way. Damn right he is. He will. Damn right he is. All right, last thing, guys. The Ravens defeating the Houston Texans 34-10. to Their head coach, John Harbaugh, was very excited after the win over Houston. They they had the cam that caught him dancing in the locker room after the game. I don't know if you guys saw this. Hey, yeah, They're showing I did. it on the television. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and they had but the house the, music the, going. Uh, Let's the go. Pony a bit. I just was wondering what your guys' uh, viewpoint was on John Harbaugh letting it loose in the locker room after I the game. I love it. I loved it. And the assistant coaches had it going. Zay Flowers is in the mix. Like, all of the guys are dancing. And the thing I love about it is they're being true to the area. Like, the DMV, Baltimore, D.C., that area, they're known for the house music, yep, the go-go music. They had it going in the locker room. And it's so cool to see players be able to celebrate and have that genuine moment 
uh, of just joy. That, like That's why you work hard throughout the offseason. That's why you grind in the regular season so you can have that moments together. Like That's the thing that goes understated when we get to this part of the season, the connectedness that all of those teams have in order to fight to get to this point. 888-SAY-ESPN is your telephone number to join the show coming up. Rivalry or not a rivalry, Allen versus Mahomes. But first, CeCe has this from Vivid Seats. Oh, yes. Check off that New Year's bucket list with tickets from Vivid Seats. Your home for every tackle, every slap shot, and every dunk. Vivid Seats celebrates fandom with unbeatable rewards like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. With Vivid Seats rewards, you earn with every purchase. From tip-off to the final buzzer, Vivid Seats has great selection and great prices on all the 2024 games that matter to you. Just visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. When you lose to the same team three or four times and you've never beaten them in the postseason, I don't know, for me, guys, not a rivalry. A lot of really good games. No. A lot of memorable games. Not a rivalry. It's not. It's not a rivalry. And definitely not Manning-Brady, I can tell you that No, stop trying to build it as Manning-Brady. It's not Mahomes-Allen. It might be Mahomes-Burrow. It might be Mahomes-Lamar. We'll end up seeing what happens with that this weekend. But it is definitively not Mahomes-Josh Allen. Let's stop with all of that. Do you think Patrick Mahomes is just so far ahead, though, that anybody is really going to be able to give him a run for his money when it comes to rivalries? Well, Joe Burrow shows you that. I mean, they played in the conference championship game back-to-back years, and Burrow actually won one of them yes. and got to a Super Bowl. So th- that that is... But like, if we that, could get that consistently, that is a true That is a true rival. Like, that is a true peer. Like, they are looking at each other eye-to-eye, even though Mahomes has accomplished more individually and as a team. Like, they're right there. Mm-hmm. Um, Lamar Jackson, he's certainly going to have the individual accolades. He's about to win his second MVP. We'll see what happens with their postseason matchup. First time they've, they've hooked up in the playoffs. So we'll see what happens with that in Baltimore this weekend. But what we're saying is we got enough of a sample size with Josh Allen in the playoffs. Three games, Josh Allen has lost all three. Not saying that they're all his fault. It never is always all one player's fault. But Josh Allen certainly has to find a way to be on the right side of those before we can call it the Manning-Brady rivalry. It's just not that right now. I'll tell you, we're not. Don't know if it'll ever be that, by the way. Yeah, I, no, I do. It won't be. Um, wow. It won't be. I mean, we're, we're too late into this. Mahomes is going to be so far ahead. Manning and Brady did it at, at the same time on their rise. Mahomes is so like Mahomes is underrated. That's, that's what it's come down to. Because we had this conversation last week about, like, why are we underrating 
the Kansas City Chiefs and overrating the Bills here. Why don't we just assume, like we did with Brady, he's going to find a way to win, and that is exactly what happened with Mahomes this week. He is just phenomenal. Brock in Virginia listening on Sirius XM80. What's up, Brock? Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, so first off, I'm not a Josh Allen fan whatsoever, right? But I do think at this point I think people need to come out and just say, hey, we really just don't like Josh Allen that much or the way he plays because that's how it sounds. He's not getting the same conversations that other people are having. I think you guys even made the point on this show that every single year for the last few years, he's always at the top of individual quarterback statistics as far as, uh, as, far as yards and touchdowns are. And he does that despite of the interceptions. That is wild if you actually think about it. And if you're looking at it just from the point of interceptions, you're looking at it all wrong. That means this guy's numbers, even with the interceptions, are better than quarterbacks that are not throwing interceptions the same way. His numbers would be astronomical if he didn't have these interceptions. The losses are not all his fault. You're even saying it, but then you use that as an argument of, well, he's not having the wins against Hold on, you guys. said we said That's the roster? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Time out. When did we ever say the roster was his fault? Well, like, what, what was bad around Josh Allen? When did we ever say that? The you're roster hasn't been bad around Josh Allen. I'm saying, no, you're saying the wins. You said he's not winning. He's uh, against Mahomes. He's not beating Mahomes. Yeah. But it's a team. It's a team sport. It's the, that's the reason why Dan Marino's in the Hall of Fame without a, without a uh, Super Bowl. Dan Marino went to a game. Super Bowl though. Dan Marino got an MVP. Josh Allen ain't got none of those. I guess my whole point is this, Rocket. We appreciate the phone call. The whole point is this: for all of the things that you're throwing out with the flashy numbers, the passing yards, the total touchdowns, why hasn't Josh Allen gotten to a Super Bowl? Why hasn't Josh Allen won an MVP? MVPs are regular season awards. They have nothing to do with the playoffs. Why hasn't Josh Allen won an MVP? Because everybody is saying the turnovers matter in terms of his team positioning themselves to go on a deep playoff run. The turnovers have an adverse effect on team success. Or other guys have just been better in those moments, in those individual seasons. There is a reason why all of the numbers, all of the compiling hasn't resulted in the the team success that all the Bills fans and all the Josh Allen fans think it should. We We can't look for other things to blame all the time. We can't say, oh, well, you know, we had Gabe Davis out. That's an excuse. We can't say, oh, well, defensive guys were banged up. Okay. The Kansas City Chiefs lost defensive guys, Mike Edwards and Willie Gay, yesterday. Like, at some point, the quarterback is going to have to overcome some things. And there are other quarterbacks that have been able to do that when it matters most, more than Josh Allen. And those quarterbacks being Mahomes, Joe Burrow, and Lamar Jackson. Yeah, he played one yesterday. Some uh, During some games, Mahomes... Receivers caught more colds than passes. I mean, yeah. come on. We didn't expect them to be in this position because of the deficiencies at receivers that time. We thought there would be no way Patrick Mahomes would be able to overcome some of the, the things that we saw this season. And yet here he is playing again in the conference championship game. And for those believers in how great he is, the interceptions just are costing him possessions. If he's so unbelievable and he's so much better than everybody else, every time he turns the ball over, he's costing himself a possession, which should drive you nuts, but for some reason it doesn't for those people. George in Connecticut watching on ESPNU. What's up, George? Hey, good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Um, First, I'd like to say the fact that we are talking about Josh Allen and how he always comes up short, to me, talks about how great a quarterback he really is. Because the fact that they're in the playoffs every year is a testament to how great he is because they would not sniff the playoffs if it wasn't for Josh Allen. And when we talk about a rivalry with Patrick Mahomes and these other, these other great quarterbacks, 
You know what they all have that Josh Allen doesn't? The all-time great coach. I agree with you, Evan. If Belichick goes to Buffalo, Josh Allen, the narrative around him totally changes because now he has a, a coach that could put him in the position of these other greats like Mahomes and Brady and um, uh, Joe Montana. He could be considered one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play this game if he had that same luxury as they did. Well, I'm not going to go greatest quarterbacks ever, but I will tell you, like, it makes too much sense. And Sean McDermott, again, is one of these guys, Doug Peterson with Philly to Jacksonville, Mike McCarthy, Green Bay, ultimately to um, to Dallas in this spot. One of these guys that you look at and say, if he gets terminated here in Buffalo because of the, the poor playoff performance or the coming up short, excuse me, in the playoffs, he should get another job immediately. None of us are saying he doesn't deserve another job. They just have to do something to put them over the top. And, I mean, it's Belichick. It's Belichick. you got to go get him, or at least attempt to. Tal in Raleigh on 99.9 The Fan uh, in North Carolina joins us here on ESPN Radio. What's up, Tal? Good morning. I got a couple of quick shakes right quick. Bill Belichick to the Carolina Panthers. He wins um, the record in three or four years, and he passes the baton off to his son. Um, also, Dallas, Jerry Jones goes to talk to Tom Brady to be his offensive coordinator. Mm. And can y'all please play some music for these are, uh, these every, every time he starts talking about it. Yeah, these are realistic um, things. Yeah, I can see both of those. Belichick to Carolina. Thanks for the call. And Brady. He'll never get to all time win record <laughs> if you go to Carolina. And Brady is an OC in Dallas. Okay? Belichick going to work with David Tepper. Yeah, because that, that, that is a match made in heaven. Guys. It's too uh, Buffalo's too obvious. Yeah, it makes all. Wh- why is he not the Falcons coach already? That's a good question. But is Buffalo that obvious? Yes. Because I know that Belichick historically has had so much success, obviously. But Sean McDermott's had more success in recent years than Bill Belichick has. We're just assuming that if we put Bill Belichick on another team and it has some talent, that it's going to pay immediate dividends. That might not be the case. I would bet any amount of money it would be the case. So here's the thing. Let me counter that, Smalls. Let's say you're right. Belichick is not the fix. How do you fix Buffalo? How do you get them over the hump here? Can somebody have Patrick Mahomes get out of the playoffs before they have to face him? Because it seems like that's what's stopping them right now is Patrick Mahomes being great. Right. So it's let's have Lamar and Baltimore beat Mahomes before we get to the AFC title game. That doesn't seem like a solution. No, that doesn't seem like... (laughs) We can't go in and play it all season around that. No, we're definitely not. No. No, but I also don't know if firing Sean McDermott is the answer either because they've had a lot of success No, and here's the thing. I don't think either coach in that matchup was particularly good. I thought it came down to the, the quarterbacks and making the plays that were there to be made, understanding situations, and executing when there were opportunities. And I thought Pat Mahomes did that at a higher level than Josh Allen, and that ended up being the game. I just don't have another solution other than the one that we're presenting because this has happened three times now already in this matchup. We're on Sportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. 
Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.